0: Alright, so you guys will not believe what just happened. I was thinking that I was recording and I was talking for like a good 10 minutes. Um, So, (laughs) that's great, but I'm a little warmed up. So, welcome and welcome back to the Kingdom Talk podcast where we let the one who created us be the one to define us. This is your host, Prophecy Biola, and today we are back with part two of how you show up matters. <sighs> I was a little out of breath, <laughs> you know, because I was walking up and down. But um, today we're going to talk about standards. And this is probably my favorite part because I cannot tell you guys how much I have wanted to talk to you guys about this. It's literally been grinding my gears because I've just been like seeing what's going on in society right now. Our standards are in hell. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Our standards, like what we expect from the men around us, from the people around us, from society in general, like what we expect, the the standard that we hold ourselves to is so low that anybody can just come and do whatever, and leave unscathed, and that breaks my heart because I see you guys with so much value. I see your value. I see you, right? It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you have makeup on or not. It doesn't matter if you look good personally i see you i see your value i see you and who god has called you to be and i'm so heartbroken when i see people living below who they are right because it's 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 just it's dishonoring you like it, it it's it's not putting it's not it's not giving you what you deserve and what you ought to have right And standards, Lord help me, I am going to go off because this is so needed um, and I just think we need to talk about it. So last season, last episode, we talked about how you show up matters. Um, how you want to be addressed matters. How you allow yourself to be seen by people matters. We talked about being able to heal. Um, quick recap of what we talked about last week. Um, and so this week, we are elaborating more on that. And I think where I had left off of, oh, thank you, God. Before we go any further, let's just say a quick prayer and we are going to get into it. Father, thank you for another beautiful, amazing, comfortable, joyous moment (laughs) that you have given us. We are so grateful for this time. I'm so grateful for the person on the other side of the screen for coming here today. Lord, we just ask that um, as you pour out your word, that let everything you want to be said, be said. Let your will be done. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this platform. I thank you for this time that you have given us, you have enabled us with, and you have provided us with. I just pray that, Lord, as you move on um, through this, we rebuke um, and we refute any plan of the enemy to disrupt any part of this video um, or the microphone or whatever the case may be. uh, We form a barrier of protection, and we just ask that you... Allow everything to flow and everything to go as planned. Thank you for our hearts. Thank you for giving us a sound mind. Thank you for giving us a strong spirit. Thank you for allowing us to live out the life you have called us to live. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, before I even get to it, I was praying and I remembered something. We have so many people who are new. So welcome, 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 welcome kingdom dwellers. I'm going to call you guys kingdom dwellers and I'm stealing it from the basement dwellers. Yes, I'm stealing it. I'm stealing it. Unless you guys have a better name um, or anything else, that's all I have for now. So we're just going to go by kingdom dwellers. But I kind of like it. You know, we dwell in the kingdom of the most high. You know, I like it. I like it a lot. Anyways, as I was saying, so we were talking about how you how you show up matters. Now, um, lastly, we have talked about femininity. And I had um, left by saying um, being a feminine woman is a natural thing for everyone right like it it is not for everyone but for a for a woman it's a natural thing cuz once you start healing you just fall into you just fall into your womanhood right you just be, you become feminine without even trying so feminine is not something that we aspire for it's not something that we look for it's something that is as a natural outcome of us healing and decluttering our souls. And so um, once you heal, you start to become aware of your value. Once you start to become aware of your value, now it's about the maintenance of your value. So I'm just going to, how do you maintain that, right? Because it's one thing to recognize that this has value. It's one thing to see a diamond and know that, wow, this is a diamond and this has a lot of value. But it's another thing to take care of that value. It's another thing, thing to maintain that value. Something of value has limited access. Something of value is not given to every Tom, Dick, and Harry. It's not, for, it's not up for grabs. It's literally inaccessible. And to access it. There's certain things that have to be met, and this is what we call standards, right? To access you, someone has to go through uh, the testing. He has to be, he has to be proven worthy of you, right? And this is not to put you above him, no. Um, to say that a woman is a prize to say that we are the prize as women is not to diminish men's value is not to make them low and we are high. And if that's the way you think it's not right, right? Because then it's almost like a self-serving perspective to think that he is the one to do everything for me and I'm not going to do anything. No, when you talk about being a woman, the when I talk about being a prize as a woman, it's about recognizing that. As a woman, you're of value, right? And naturally, a man is supposed to prove himself worthy of that value. He also has value, right? But when you're looking at it from the perspective, from a, I'll say from a godly perspective, right? When you're looking at it from a godly perspective, if a man is coming to you, and you, in the eyes of God, are seen, are seen as, you are seen as someone who is worthy, who, someone who is of very high level of worth. He has to come into your life and prove himself worthy of that. Remember, when we are called to be wives, we are called to submit to our husbands. So it says, wives, submit to your husbands, and husbands, love your wives. Right? It doesn't say, it doesn't say husbands submit to your wives right obviously it is common sense that submission goes both ways so if he's if you're going to submit then he has to submit but there's definitely there's different levels to that right and i'm going to explain that in a minute but men are called to love their wives and women are called to submit to their husbands right so if i am going to submit it means i'm giving you my life what does that look like where you go i go If you jump off a cliff, guess what? I'm jumping off a cliff because I'm submitted to you and you cannot be submitted to a man who's not submitted to Christ. And so a man should not even ask for submission. It should be as a result of him loving you. So there's a requirement there, right? It says, husbands, love your wives. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. So to love you, he has to honor you. To love you, he has to see your value. To love you, he has to prove himself worthy of your life. Because you are giving him your life. Does that make sense? So when you give someone all of you, they have to they have to pay for it. It comes at a cost. You're not for free. You're not for free. A man has to work for you. He can't just come into your life, say a a bunch of sweet nothings, and there you are swooning, saying, oh my gosh, this is my husband. No, he has to work for it. When a man comes into your life, what you need to do is something called fruit inspection. What does this fruit look like? And fruit is not money, because we think that because God has elevated someone, that's their fruit, right? That's one way of looking at fruit. But fruit, when you talk about fruits, we're talking about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility. We used to sing it in, in school. Fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. Those are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. We used to sing that all the time. Right. Those are the fruits that we're looking for in a husband. We're not looking for if he has a car. Oh, I'm going to grind your gears and I'm going to grind your gears with this one, y'all. We're not looking for is he a billionaire? Is he a millionaire? Does he have money? We're not looking for um, does he have a car? We're not looking for does he dress well? We're not even looking for if he goes to the gym. What we're looking for is the fruits of the Holy Spirit, right? Because all of those physical things, that's, that's a preference. You want to tell me you're going to get married to a, a sense of style? You, you're telling me you're going to get married to a handsome man? You cannot marry cute. It's not long standing, it doesn't last. It's only face value. You're going to be in love with him because it's cute. And then once he starts treat, treating you badly, you, you completely, completely fall out of love with him. Because it's only face value. Right? So, the fruit we're looking for is, he, what's, does, he, does he bring me peace? Right? As a woman... You have this intuition before you even know a man. Before you even get to know a man, really, right? Like they always say, "Oh, get to know me, get to know me, you like me, yada yada yada." Before you get to know a man, your 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 first inkling, your intuition tells you something about this man. The energy that you get from him. There's so many times that I have talked to someone. Even just, I have never met them in person, but I have texted them and I can feel their energy. So many times I've talked to this guy, you know, he's complimenting me and I just feel "Mm, he's an, I, I feel like he's a womanizer. My inkling is I'm not his first rodeo. He's probably doing this with other five women. There's other men that I've met that I've just felt their energy is purely sexual, like just lustful outright lustful like i've just ta- i've not even talked to him in person but i can feel his energy is just it's just like a piranha waiting for it to bite just out of lust right so other men that i've met that are so insensitive like i can just as a woman we as women we have this intuition it's such a beautiful thing but the problem is we're being talked out of our righteous minds Right, Because a man knows that you have the ability to see him without even seeing him. He will talk you out of your righteous mind. What does that look like? If you do not know your value, he's going to say, oh, you're overthinking it. Just get to know me. And then here you are. Oh, yeah, I'm overthinking it. Let me just get. No, because guess what? The more you give him your ear without listening to what God is telling you, because intuition is a gift from God right the more you give him your ear the ear that you gave god god is telling you he's not the man for you right he's he you, you you're listening to him and then he there he is telling you oh you're overthinking it and then you give him your ear once you give a man your ear as a woman you are in trouble because he has power over you and you will never realize that you're actually the one who holds the power in the relationship a woman's power is in her femininity. It's in her ability to walk away from a situation that does not honor her. Men don't respect you if you don't respect yourself. Nobody respects you if you don't respect yourself. So as a woman, your power is in your femininity. That's your superpower. That's literally something that God gave you. That once you realize who you are, you sit in it unapologetically and someone has to prove themselves worthy to meet you there. A man should never get too comfortable. A man should fear losing you. What does that look like? What does that mean? A man should never be too comfortable. This is how you as a woman set the standard in the relationship by what you allow and what you accept. We as women are receivers, right? We receive. So it's either we have, even biologically, we receive. Like our whole being is to receive. And so if you do not know how to reject something, you oh, you constantly be receiving. Receiving. Without knowing that you have the power to reject something. What does that look like? If a man is coming into your life, right? And one of the requirements is he has to be emotionally avail- available. If he's not emotionally unavailable and you can see it by how insensitive he's being, how inconsiderate he's being, you take your stuff and you walk away. And when you walk away, it's not manipulative. You actually have to be secure in yourself to be able to walk away from any man. I don't care how attractive he is. I don't care how much money he is. A man has the ability to psychologically manage you a man has the ability to make you loyal to him with your life because men know how hard lovers women are right most men well not not all men know that actually men know that once a woman loves she loves with her whole body her whole being right her whole soul and he has the potential he has he has the ability to psychologically manage you if you let him How do you not let him do that? By listening to your intuition, by listening to God. If something doesn't feel right, it probably is not right. Now, for you to be able to be in a place where you can sense something and walk away and be accurate by sensing that thing with your intuition, you have to be healthy. Meaning you can't be toxic and then saying, oh, something felt off. No, because then you could, you, maybe you're the one who's off. Maybe this is a good man and you're the one who's off. Right? So to get to a place where you can actually trust your intuition, you have to be healthy in and of yourself. What does that mean? You have to heal. That's the power of healing. How should a man never get too comfortable? As a woman, your power is in walking away. You don't have to accept it. Yes, he may make you feel like you have to accept it, you have to go with it, but you actually don't. And guess what? When you have that level of affirmness, like affirm, a not affirm. When oh, there you go. When you have that level of firmness, like it's one thing to say um when a man doesn't do what I need him from when I what I need from him, I'm going to walk away or I'm going to reject it or I'm going to stop him. It's one thing to say it. It's a whole other thing to do it what happens when he comes and he starts acting funny right are you actually going to leave your ability to say no to a man is what makes him is what makes him click right it's not about saying stuff right you can say oh i need you to stop doing this i need you to stop doing this but a man does not really listen until he sees it right it's one thing for you to say Um, if you, if you cheat on me, I'm going to break up with you. It's another thing when he cheats on you and you don't break up with him, right? It's one thing to say. It's another thing to do it. A man will fear losing you. If he knows that you will walk away, if your requirements are not met. And again, when I talk about requirements, I'm not talking about preferences. There is a difference when you're trying to maintain your value, there's requirements that he has to meet for him to also maintain your value. Preference is out the window, right? I'm not saying that God is not going to bring someone who you're not attracted to. God knows us. He knows our heart, he knows our minds. He knows us better than we know ourselves. So obviously, he's going to present you with someone that you will be attracted to. But this this 663 thing, he has to have money, he has to be a billionaire. I can't date a bus driver. I can't uh, No, it's not about that it's about what's in him right it's about what's in him so it's about what he has to meet to get to you because again you you cannot be some as a woman how do i say this in the most like respectable way um as a woman you cannot expect him to meet you if there is no value in you now you have value inevitably right but he has to see that right he has to find it out you already are supposed to have it in you right he has to be the one to really find out is she a woman of value if she is she the woman she says she is right so again it's not about preference it's about requirements is he emotionally available is he spiritually mature right does he have the ability to listen you need, a good li- you, need a, you need a man who listens. You can't be with a man who is just talking 90% of the time when you're talking 10% of the time. You need a man who actually listens to hear, not listening to respond, right? So you, your power isn't walking away, and that's how he fears losing you. He will not know it until it is transformed into action. Men respect actions more than words. Because action really means that you're really about it. That's why when you leave a man, when you actually walk away, he's begging for you to come back, right? That's why you can say, oh, I'm, I'm done. It's one thing to say it, it's another thing to do it. You pack your bags and you left. You, you left. Now he's, oh, please come back. Like, I, I just want you to come back. That for him was like, okay, she was saying it, now she's actually doing it. So I got to I gotta try to find her back. Now him begging for you does not mean anything. It doesn't until he has changed and you will be able to sense it as your an intuition. And that's what I'm saying. You have to be able to trust what God is telling you. You have to be able to trust yourself And the only way you'll be able to trust yourself is if you heal, because then you have decluttered all the toxicity, all the, the ignorance, all the delusion you have decluttered your soul. So now you can actually listen and obey. You can hear God and follow what he's saying right before the enemy had your ear. So he's there, he's there spilling, spilling, spilling and you can't hear clearly and that's why you're doubting yourself. But when you know your worth and your value, you can walk away from any situation. I don't care how in love you are because you will always be reminded of who you are. And this is another secret code that I learned. When you have put so much, when you have invested so much in yourself, it doesn't matter how much you love a man, you will always be able to get out. Because it's you it's it's more about when you put more work into something, you're able to see, um, you're able to have more strength, more more boundaries, more more firmness around that thing, right? Because you work for it. Like this is your blood, sweat, and tears. Right? So you're able to protect it better. You're able to affirm better. You're able to stand your stand your ground better. Right. And so what are standards to break it down? Really? Standards are requirements. A potential husband slash man needs to meet in order to have you standards showcase your value. They show that you come at a cost. So when a man is checking you out, right, when a man thinks you're cute, he thinks you're pretty and he wants to talk to you. In your head, you got to be like, okay. Here we go. It's really it's it's about time that we see if this man is really about what he says he's about. So your requirements is these are your standards. I need a man who is spiritually mature. I need a man who takes himself seriously. I need a man who's emotionally unava- uh, ooh, emotionally available. I need a man who is gentle. I need a man who is caring. I need a man who's generous. I need a man who's loving. I need a man who is vision-driven, right? doesn't matter if he's a bus driver. If that's what God placed him on this earth to do, that's fine with me. Fine with me. We got to get out of that societal groupthink. Like you're thinking as a group. And I, and, and this, this gets me really frustrated because I feel bad for the regular man. Because the standard that you're expecting from him, you're not even expecting of yourself. And so you're saying, oh, I can't be with a man who makes less than that It's not about the money. It's about the vision. A good man has vision. He might not have all the money. He may not have what you want him to have. But guess what? It's, it, it's, it, oh, it's not a want. It's a need. I mean, it's not a need. It's a want. When you're saying, I want him to be able to do this for me, do this for me, do this for me. It's all about a self-evaluating, a self-serving perspective. And that's very selfish. Because you don't know what this man went through. You don't know what took what it took for him to get to where he is do you get what i'm saying like this whole um uh thing that we're saying as women that we are we can't be with a man who doesn't make this money now you have placed his value in money so when he doesn't have money he doesn't feel like a man when he is already feeling the pressure of having to provide for a whole family right that's already enough pressure for you to now come and say um um we not even let me say not let me say let me not say you let me say us for us to now come and say um, he has to make this much money for him to be a man money doesn't make a man money does not make a man money does not make a man and we have to snap out of it because most of us we want a rich man and we don't know that 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 rich man comes with some ugliness comes with a nasty spirit. Comes with an abusive tongue. Comes with an insensitive heart. You want him to be taking you on trips. But he doesn't even respect you. He doesn't love you. It's self-seeking. Maturity is looking for the fruit in a man. Rather than a preference. Maturity is really letting a man show himself to you. Then looking for him. I'm going to jump to this part because this was coming later, but I feel like I need to say this now. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor in the eyes of the Lord. Proverbs eighteen 22. Let's break it down. He who finds. Most of the time when I hear this verse, we're always trying to justify like, oh, he who finds a wife. It's always about the man finding us. But there's so much revelation in this verse and I'll break it down for y'all because I love the Bible. Okay, I love, I love the Bible because it be calling us out. <sighs> he who finds a wife, the first part, he who finds, you're supposed to be found. It's not you looking for him. It's him finding you, Right? It's him finding you. So whenever I hear someone say, or when I, whenever I, see, I hear people say, um, or other women say, um, I'm looking for my husband, I'm looking for my husband, that's already a wrong mindset. You're not supposed to be looking for him, he's supposed to find you. Now, if you're not looking for him, and he's supposed to be finding you, what is he supposed to be finding you doing? Because to find someone, it means that they're already in their business and you're just doing, you're looking for them, right? To find someone, they're already in their own world and you're just looking for them in their own world. So what does it mean he who finds a wife, right? For him to find you, you need to be in your own business. You need to be minding your own business, you need to be minding your own world. You need to be minding your mind. You need to be minding your heart. You need to be minding your relationship with God. He has to be find he oh he has to find you minding your business. Taking care of your stuff. Investing in you, reading books, going to therapy, healing your trauma. He's supposed to be finding you in that. And that's why singleness is important. Because being single is not the goal is not marriage. When I when you're single, the goal is not marriage. We idolize marriage so much and put it on a pedestal. And then if it's not what we when we get married and it's not what we thought it was, we start now dismissing it. Marriage is not the goal. Purpose is. Destiny is, marriage is a is it's literally a part of the journey. Now, who you who you get married to is the second most important decision of your life, and that's why I'm making this series because marrying the wrong person is literally desert to the devil because he will use that against you. Because men have the ability to break you, and as women, we have the ability to break our men. That's the reality. Because we were made for each other, we can break each other. And the enemy sees the perversion in that. And so he allows you to have multiple boyfriends. Because he knows, as long as I can keep her in a place where she doesn't know who she is, I can keep breaking her. I can keep breaking her. And I'll keep her at this way of life that she will never awaken to how great she is. How amazing she is. How precious she is. How... How incomparable, how priceless she is. The enemy keeps us at this playing level, right? Because he never wants us to get too spiritual. He never wants us to get too big, too great to overcome him. So the enemy will let you have your pride. He lets you be ignorant, telling you that the man that you're with is the man that you're supposed to be with. But that man is emotionally insensitive. He don't care about you, he's selfish. Right. He's he lacks humility. He's prideful. The most important to him is ego. The most important thing to him is his ego. He who finds a wife, when he finds you, you're supposed to be minding your business, doing your own thing. You're not even supposed to be looking for a husband. You can have the desire of marriage, but you're not supposed to be looking for a husband. Right. He's supposed to be looking for you. He who finds a wife, the Bible says. He who finds a wife. It doesn't say he who finds a girl in the synagogue. That's what I would have said if I was if I was trying to make a point. <laughs> he who finds a wife in the church. It doesn't say, it doesn't say um he who finds a girl in the church. It doesn't say he who finds a girl, a good girl. It doesn't say he who finds it doesn't even say he who finds a girlfriend. It says he who finds a wife. He has to find you already being a wife already being a woman of god you don't become a wife when you meet the right man you are already a wife when you meet the right man now when i talk about being wife i'm not talking about washing clothes and being and doing laundry and washing the dishes i'm talking about being a woman of god all those things are physical let's get to the spiritual part that's carnal Anyone can wash dishes. Anyone can cook. Anyone. Da, 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 da. And I don't even believe, I don't personally believe in generals like that. It's just not my thing. But, um, because I believe in equality. And, and yes, I know that there's roles as a woman that, you know, we have to play. And, and there's things that we are designated to take care of. Like, there's things that we're supposed to do. But I won't get into that in this one. Um, but, um, he has to find you already being the woman God has called you to be right that is how you're able to discern who this man is being a woman of god is not about dressing cute it's not about um talking saying a couple quotes here and there being a woman of god is about carrying the spiritual righteous weight of the spirit of god of the holy spirit it's it's carrying this righteous burden right and i say righteous burden because it is a good burden Right, being a woman of God, you're called to a higher standard. You're called to a different level of mental and emotional capability. Right, as a woman of God, you have to be spiritually in tune. I remember reading the Bible and reading about. I think it was um, Moses. He hadn't circumcised his son, um, and it was either Moses No, it was Moses. I don't think it was Abraham. It was Moses. And um, correct me if I'm wrong. And they were going. So there's this time that God was about to strike Moses to kill him. And um, his wife felt it. my goodness. Do you know how spiritually deep? Do you know how spiritually in tune you have to be to sense that God is about to kill your husband? She sensed it. She intervened. She circumcised the son and saved the life of her husband. Please go research into that. I'm not, I'm not completely sure. I did a Bible study, but it was a long time ago. Meaning that to be a wife, we have to be spiritually in tune. We have to be already working at the things of God. We have to be already in our Bibles. We have to be already working, walking a life of purity, walking a life of honor, walking a life of integrity. Being a woman of God is not about taking a cute picture and saying you're a woman of God. Being a woman of God is about carrying the burden of walking with the Holy Spirit. It's a righteous burden. It's a good burden. It is a better life, a higher standard. And a higher standard comes with higher abundance. I'm not going to get into that. He who finds a wife finds a good thing, right? And obtaineth favor. Now he has to already find you being a wife. And this is the part that I wanted to touch on. Whatever you expect from him, you have to be expecting from you. If you want your husband to be emotionally mature, you want your husband to be emotionally intentional, Emotionally available, spiritually mature, if you want him to be physically fit, if you want him to be taking care of his body, his mind, his health, you also need to be doing the exact thing. The standard you expect from other people is a standard you should be meeting. If he has a six pack, you should be having a six pack because I'm tired of putting all the burden on one person. It is a two-way street. And I'm saying this out of love. I know I can get real passionate. (laughs) But I'm really saying this out of love. And then the last part is, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtaineth favor in the eyes of the Lord. Now, as a wife, right? I am a man's favor for the rest of his life. As a wife... When he, when my husband gets with me, another layer of favor is added upon his life until he dies. If I am a man's favor, do you think I'm going to carry myself lightly? No, I am a man's favor. Now, I have to be a wife. It's not just a good girl. It's not about being a girlfriend. It's about being a wife. It's about carrying the burden. It's about carrying the weight of the Spirit of God. It's about walking with the Holy Spirit. It's about walking in discernment, integrity, love, kindness. Right? I'm a man's favor for the rest of his life. If I know that once you get me, you get favor for the rest of your life, do you think it's going to be easy to get me? No. And I'm going to prove it to you. Proverbs 3.15. It says, she is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare to her. Rubies are one of the most expensive jewels in the world. They're more expensive than diamonds. Might I even say they're more expensive than gold? Jewels are so rare. Rubies, sorry. Rubies are the most important, most expensive stone. It's so hard for you to to see someone with a ruby necklace. It's a stone that is so rare, but it's so well known. Let's translate that. A woman of God is so rare, but she's well known. Everybody knows a woman of God is a good woman. But to actually find a woman of God is very rare. To actually find a ruby is very rare. Right? Right? She is more, nothing you desire can compare to her. If you desire riches, that doesn't compare to a ruby, a.k.a. a woman of God. If you desire a Lamborghini, that doesn't compare to her. If you desire a rich life, like if you desire money, gold, if you desire all of these carnal things that we think are riches, that doesn't compare to her. It doesn't that's how priceless we are when you think about a ruby if i am not wrong i could be wrong but how rubies are found they're dug up from like volcanic um leftovers or i think it's like all the way inside the volcano it like dries up it's like a stone that comes as a result of um the the lava i think and literally to find a ruby you have to dig like hundreds and hundreds of feet you have to dig and dig and dig to find even just one ruby what does that mean you are so important that there needs to be a hardship to get to you what standard does what standards do what standards do is that they make you inaccessible to the people who are not willing to work for you. And I'm not talking just just about relationship perspective. I'm talking about in a general perspective, right? People don't get to you that easy because you have boundaries. You have standards, right? You have things that are unacceptable that you just will not accept. Now, you can do it out of love, right? I don't like you, but I still love you. I don't like your behavior, but I still love you. I don't have to associate with you, but I still love you. You can do it out of love. But what standards do, they eliminate whoever was not supposed to be there to begin with. And so what you'll find is when you have standards, right, you will not be highly sought out. (laughs) It's going to be lonely, my love. You will not be highly sought out. Not every man's going to work for you. Actually, most of them are going to say, screw this. You're not that big of a deal. When deep down they know she is a big of a deal if she is requiring that much, right? So, again, access. They can't access you as easily as they want to because you are inaccessible to the wrong people, right? In Isaiah 53 verse 4, it says, Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. So, again, God is telling you, since you are precious and honored, before you submit to a man, he has to honor you. If a man is asking for submission before he honors you, that's a red flag. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. It's a red flag for him to ask you to submit to him, and he hasn't honored you because guess what? Honoring you shows that he can humble himself, and humility is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. You just, you just, you he because he's humbled himself. That's a fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? His ability to be gentle, his ability to to solve problems, right? He has to honor you. He has to see you as valuable. He has to treat you (laughs) as valuable. He has to see you and see you how God sees you. He has to love you the way God sees you. He has to be a father to you. I'm not going to get into that because that's really deep. But as women, we're looking for our fathers. That's the reality. We're looking for a man to father us. And I'm going to leave you with that because I'm not going to talk about it because I am going to get into it. And it it's going to be an hour pod. But um, it looks like my 40 minutes are over. But um, standards strengthen your discernment. Right. And I had said here before I even go into that, I had said before looking at their physical or before looking for physical requirements, first analyze their emotional and spiritual um, levels or before looking for your physical requirements, analyze your spiritual and emotional requirements, meaning your standards and preferences should be more about their spiritual and emotional health than they are about their looks. I can go into this so bad and I'm so tempted, but I'm going to stay here too long. But it's not about how he looks, my love. And I'm not saying you can't be attracted to him. We, see, we think that for a man to be, for us to be attracted to a man, he has to meet all our preferences. But that's not true. That's not true. The reality is when a man caters to a woman emotionally, mentally, and physically, It really doesn't, it's not that big of a deal how he looks. The problem is we don't even let a man prove himself to us because we're so quick to dismiss him because he's not 6'3". Or he's not dark skin. And so you will, a lot of you guys, let me not say a lot of you guys, a lot of us have probably missed potential husbands because we're so quick to dismiss them because they're not who they look how we want them to look they're not who we want them to be and that's more from a carnal perspective than it is a physical perspective i mean a, a spiritual perspective and what you'll find is god is very funny god is very funny he will he will bring you a man that is not your preference and say this is your husband he will present you with a man and say, this is, this is a potential husband. And God has already seen the end from the beginning. So if he's presenting you with somebody, in his mind, he's already vetted them. He's seen you guys 30 years from now. So before dismissing him, let him prove himself to you. And you have to be someone worth proving himself to. So you have to hold yourself to the very standard you're holding him to because that's how you equalize the playing field, right? Standards strengthen your discernment. They give you the ability to be able to back up your intuition because your intuition can tell you something, right? But standards confirm that thing. So, if your intuition is telling you that this man insensitive, this man is insensitive, what standards do is they they give that man an environment to show who he truly is, because you don't even have space for the pretending, right? Because you're so firm in who you are that when a man presents himself to you and he's trying to pretend, it's not long until he reveals himself because you already have standards, you already have requirements there's levels to this he has to be able to work at it and very few even get to the second level because they're like oh I, I can't do this anymore this is too much and he, he can't do it he probably he probably wasn't meant to in the first place we have to remember that men naturally are pursuers they're meant to pursue you that is their responsibility doesn't matter what you did it doesn't matter if you if you didn't look at him It doesn't matter if you didn't give him any attention. If he wants you, he is going to take the initiative. He's going to be creative. We have to leave that to God and mind our business. As women, we need to be minding our mental health, our emotional health, our spiritual health. Standards automatically dismiss whoever was not meant to be there to begin with. Standards are supposed to be... Oh... Scratch that. Standards protect your value and standards limit access to you. Standards protect your value and standards limit access to you. Again, if I had a diamond, if I had a ruby, do you think I'll just leave it anywhere? Heck no. I'm taking care of it because I understand its value. Now, if y'all want me to go deeper into this, I can because there's so much I want to say about this but that's those are the points that are the most important right standards reflect who you say you are as a woman and they actually materialize into the physical so you can't say you don't ex- accept it but once a, an attractive guy with muscles and abs comes into your life you're like oh let me just go easy on him no don't go easy on no man men only respect actions they don't they don't respect words you can tell him, I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll leave. But until you leave is when he'll believe you. Until you actually take action is when he'll believe you. So, again, stop focusing on his physical. Because I'm telling you, God is not going to bring you someone you're not attracted to. But you you don't even give him the chance for, to, for you to see if you're attracted to him. And that's the problem. Give him a chance. Let him prove himself to you. And you will be so surprised. He will He probably may not be what you prefer. But he's what you need. Amen. He got all that you need. Spiritually, mentally, physically. He got all that you need. He will take care of you. He will honor you. He will love you. He will see you. And he will treat you as per you deserve. A man knows how to treat his woman. I'm going to leave this at that, right? A man knows how to treat a woman. If he's not treating you the way you're supposed to be treated, he does not see the point of it. He has not he he, he sees that you are beautiful and you have worth, but men will take shortcuts. If they if they can They will. A man will only change if he has to change, if there's no other option but to change. I was listening to Tony Gaskins and he was saying a man doesn't change like unless it's a life altering decision. Let's say he crashed. That's when let's say he had an accident. He crashed. That's when he he'll actually change like it's that it's that deep. Right. And so how can I make sure that I do not allow something that's not meant for me? Right, that I have the potential to bring out the husband in a man by standing my ground, having standards, right, and walking away from him when he's not acting right. And I'm not saying walking away, coming back. Like when you walk away, you actually have to be intentional. Like you're gone, right? Because your value is worth protecting. And if he doesn't see that, you—it's not your job to prove yourself to him. It's not your job to prove yourself to a man. If a man is not trying to get to know you he's already out x no you're already out you have eliminated yourself be a woman who is hard to access because of how much you value yourself and how much you see you deserve be a woman who is 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 in tune who is obsessed with investing in herself and becoming the best version that she could be not for husband not for marriage not to get married you're not being single to get married you're being single and walking in your singleness for life for building it's for building a foundation to everything else that god is going to give you because if your foundation is shaky everything else is going to come crumbling down but when you have a strong foundation in your singleness your marriage is built on top of that, right? Your purpose is built on top of that. Your 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 destiny is built on top of that. And so, oh, let me relax. That is it for today. I hope you guys um, really heard my heart because I know I can be very, direct and straightforward, but I'm really just passionate because I have seen it. It works for me. It works. Like, this is how I've been able to maintain who God has called me to be. Like I've been able to maintain me by having standards because I'm not easily accessible. And I'm not saying that, um, I'm at a high standard. No, I'm just like you. The only difference is I am investing, right? The more you invest in yourself, the more value you start to see in yourself so it's not a pride thing it's just being able to recognize that you have the power to change your life and if your life is not changing then you probably don't know you don't realize the power that you have but anyways um that is it for today thank you thank you thank you for listening thank you for subscribing thank you for supporting I can't wait to see you guys next week because we do have a special guest next week. And I'm so excited um, because it's just going to (sighs) be insightful. And I'm not going to give you all the tea, but it's going to be great. Okay, I love you all so much. Thank you for everything. And I will see you guys next Wednesday. Bye.